Hey, hey guys. Happy Thursday. Thank you so much for plugging into my second episode. Um, Let me tell you the overwhelming amount of support that I got last week for my first episode. I'm literally over the moon excited and I have so much gratitude in my heart because you guys literally gave me all the good feedback, all the warm fuzzies with all your different comments and it literally lit my soul up. I felt the love from everywhere. It was amazing. And for that, I'm so, so, so thankful that I have so many people supporting me on this journey that a lot of people actually listen that (laughs) I actually have friends, guys. (laughs) All right. So today I'm going to take you guys on a ride. I'm going to travel back in time. And I'm really going to tell you why I am how I am and how I am the confident person that I am today, motivated, and I never stop pushing. I need to tell you my backstory so that you guys can understand a little bit on why I am how I am. I get asked a lot and more so recently why am I so confident? Where do I get my motivation from? I'm literally always happy. Trigger warning. This episode came with one, but I'm telling you again, the stuff that I'm going to share with you, I haven't really shared with a lot of people, mainly with my friends, my family um, that saw me go through it. But a lot of the external world and social media doesn't really know. I've kind of scratched the surface on it, but I haven't really told my story. So here goes nothing. All right, so take you back 2013, 14, around there. I was in a relationship with a much older man than myself, and he had a lot of money. So we were pretty comfortable. Um, And it was nice because I kind of struggled for a really long time. And my son was a baby. He was probably one, one or two when we first started going out. And I thought, perfect. Wow. You know, I'm going to be sitting comfortable for a little bit. It's going to be nice. He's a cool guy. But one night he showed his true colors. Um it kind of started with a small little slap on the face and then it turned into much worse. We were together for about two years and I had to call the cops on him. I was living in a domestic violence relationship for two years. I was abused to the point where I feared my life. I gave my son away for the time being. Because I wasn't sure if tomorrow I was going to see another day. I wasn't sure if I was going to continue living. I wasn't sure if he was going to kill me. Um, There were some nights that I really thought that it was going to be my last night. And uh, that was it. And so a lot of doubt and a lot of self-harm came from this. And unfortunately, I didn't see the signs until way later. But then once I got out, I had a couple friends that really helped me out through the entire process. And uh, it was hard at first. I went back a couple times because that's what abuse does to you. 
It makes you feel like you need that person in your life that you can't live without that person. I was financially dependent on him. So um, I needed him, quote unquote, needed him, not really. But he was my only source of income at the time because I was a student. I was finishing my first career, which um, thankfully I was able to finish. But they also noticed the signs of abuse. There was some days that I would come in with black eyes and they were like, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, no, I fell, you know, whatever. Obviously, they didn't really buy it, but I tried to hide it as much as I could. I tried to fake a smile as much as I could, but there was just some days that I was just like, you know what? I really don't know what's going to happen next, um, and I just I wasn't really mature enough to figure out how to get out or how to sustain myself on my own. So it was very hard to get out at first. But once I did, thankfully, the state has a lot of resources and um, here in Florida. So I was able to get help and they were able to help me get back on my feet on my own. Um, I eventually got my son back. And that's kind of the reason why I landed in Tampa. I fleed. I left. I wanted nothing to do with Miami or surrounding areas because I felt like everywhere I turned there was a memory and everywhere that I went I would either run into him or something would happen so I figured why not just move start a new life brand new be a new person write my own story and so I did so uh fast forward to 2015 I found myself in Tampa by myself obviously with my son but um I (laughs) I was pretty much on my own here. I was pretty much on my own. Um, My mom was here. Um, She wasn't here for too long, but she was here. And um, I started working. I had a nice job. I had a job at the hospital and um, I got paid well. So I thought, well, shit, I was doing well after everything that happened to me. But I never truly coped with the trauma. The trauma was still inside me. The trauma was in my head. The trauma was everywhere. It was, it was consuming me. It, I was going out and pretending like everything was normal. I was drinking. I was going out with guys and I was just like, oh, whatever. I'm, I'm okay. I'm past it. I'm, you know, I'm just going to go on to the next guy and see if I can just move on and hopefully find the man of my dreams. And, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready on any level. I wasn't ready just for nothing, for life. I was just trying to make it through, trying to make it by. I was, it was hard. I lied to myself a lot and I told myself, I'm happy, I'm doing great. And then I met my husband. And this man, I tell you, I always say how amazing he is, but he was a friend before he was a lover. And that's uh, what set us apart really in our relationship really was different because he was a friend and he was a good listening ear. And um, I was very happy and grateful for him because I was able to get a lot of that trauma and a lot of that hurt and burden off of my chest. I hadn't told barely anyone that I had just survived a domestic violence abusive relationship. And I, I wasn't ready at the time to talk about it. But I, was, I felt like I just needed to get off of my chest. I felt like it was just weighing heavy on me. And I just needed to breathe. I wanted to be different. I wanted to just be myself again. And I couldn't find it. Until I 
really confided that in him. And I just thought, well, screw it. He's just a guy. He's just a friend. I don't even want to date him. I don't even find him, you know, to be my type or whatever I thought at the moment. Um, and, but boy, was I, was I mistaken. But anyways, um, he was a good listening ear. Um, we talked for a while. I, I told him a lot of things. We finally started dating after a couple months and I kind of let him in, but I kind of didn't. There was still some times that he was like, I still don't feel like, you know, you're really there. You know, the connection's there. And I'm like, I know because I'm just, I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. But he opened me up to a different side of healing. Um, we dabbled in a lot of alternative medicine. And this is going to be for another podcast another time. But um, psilocybin or mushrooms, uh, psychedelics really, truly helped me break through all those walls and the trauma and the anxiety and the hurt and everything that just was trapped inside me because I pushed it down. I didn't want to face it. It hurt so bad. And it, 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 as I speak about this, I'm a little bit, um, choked up, but I really, really healed myself from that trauma. Once I did the work it's a lie if somebody tells you that, no, it's fine. You could just move on. Come on, you got this. It's a lie. You have to do the work. You have to feel the feelings again and you have to sit with them and you really have to work through why you're thinking like this or why you feel this way. You have to work through it. It has to happen at some point because if not, you're not really, you're just going through the motions. You're not really living life. You can't just live through the motions. You actually have to you know, be conscious and be present. Um, so I built my confidence and I built my hard work in every day that I do now because I had nothing. I was literally on the verge of dying. And I even had suicidal thoughts once I started to heal because I thought my, I'm not worthy enough to be here. I don't want to be here. And as the trauma came up and as the, the, the process was, as I was dealing through the process and I was healing and I was trying to just be normal again, all these things came up and I did not want to go through those feelings again. And I just, I contemplated suicide and I did not want to live anymore. When I told my husband, I remember till this day, we were in our old house in the kitchen when I broke down and I told him, I don't want to live anymore. I can't do this anymore. My anxiety is so bad. I wake up every day. My heart is pounding. I feel nauseous. My acid reflux is through the roof. I literally cannot look one way or another because I feel like somebody's going to creep up on me, hit me, or something's going to happen where I, I just, I can't cope with this anymore. And he's like, okay, so maybe we should find extra help. Maybe we should do different things. And he was just a good listening ear while I just sobbed my eyes out and I couldn't live anymore. I just had no more in me. I didn't have any more fight. I just thought to myself, how could I get to this all-time low? This is not me I don't know who I am anymore. What is happening? Those are the things that went through my mind. And my anxiety was so bad. My husband was like, hey, you know, you know, we're, we're big cannabis supporters. Why don't you 
start, you know, why don't you smoke or why don't we get you gummies or why don't we like do something? And, you know, as I told you before, we dabbled in psilocybin. We dabbled in a couple different um, psychedelics that really helped change the perspective in my mind um, and really kind of helped me um, break down those walls where I felt like I just couldn't breathe anymore. And I was like, you know what? It's going to be all right. I think I'm going to be okay. Slowly but surely, the Veronica that everyone knew was coming back. But I had to face my traumas. I had to deal with my shit so that I could be the woman that I am today, that I am so, so very proud of her because she's doing everything that she sets her mind to. And I literally can put my uh, an idea in my head and I execute it. And I think to myself, you have been at rock bottom. What the fuck are you thinking? You can do literally anything. Sometimes it takes people to get to rock bottom in order to come back up. It's like the story of the Phoenix. You know, you just have to be reborn. And that was me. I was reborn into Veronica 2.0, V2.0. I literally haven't been so happy in years. I am the happiest I, I can be in my life right now. But I had to go do the work. So you see me all confident and you see me super motivated every day. But there is a story behind that. There is hurt and and trauma and and pain that you could never imagine when your head is being bashed against a wall and you're just thinking to yourself, that is it. My son is going to wake up and not have a mother. That would break me every single day. And I could not live with myself and the thought that I did this to my son because I chose to continue with somebody that was not good for me. But that's what abuse does to you. It makes you feel unworthy that you need this person because that's what they make you believe. But that's not who you are. And that's not who you're meant to be. And I remember in high school, there was a girl that went to high school with me and unfortunately she's not here with us today because of abuse. Because she stayed in a relationship and she died. (sighs) This episode came with a trigger warning. And I'm so very sorry if this was a lot for some people. But I need you guys to know my story so that you know who V is. So that you can understand why I'm always so happy and confident. And I literally can do anything I set my mind to. Because I've had nothing I hit rock bottom. (laughs) And with this, I end this podcast with something very positive. Is that I get to be that voice for somebody who can't speak right now. For somebody who has gone through trauma, who has been abused. I will speak for you and I will stand up for you until you can stand up for yourself. Because we are capable of so much. We don't give ourselves enough credit for being on this earth and having to live through everything. We have a moment here and we are given this time here 
to make a change, to make an impact, to help each other. We need to raise the vibration as the collective. We need to really deal with our traumas. We really need to deal with our anxiety, our depression. Ask yourself, where does that come from? Where does it stem from? There has to be a root cause. And that is why I'm so passionate about holistic health because it makes you deal with your shit. It makes you go to the root of the problem. You have to backtrack and really dig deep into your heart, into your mind. Why do I feel this way? Stop trying to take shortcuts. Drink your way through your day or just live unhealthy and have bad coping habits. I mean, I'm not telling you I'm perfect, but at least I am conscious. And when I make a bad decision or when I start acting like I am not blessed with this body or I'm not blessed with this experience, then I start asking myself, okay, what's going on? How can we work through this? How can I be better? Ask yourself, how the fuck can you be better today? How can you be better for your spouse, for your kid, for your neighbor, for your fucking friend? Just ask yourself, how can you be better for yourself? I'm sorry if there was a lot of cussing on this podcast, but (laughs) I get angry, passionate. I get really passionate and I start yelling, but it's all in good faith and it's all with a good message, with, a, with, with, with my heart goes out to you. And, and, and I love that I have listeners and I have this platform so that I can be that voice for that person who can't speak. I get messages every day. They're like, I, I relate to you. And it's okay. You don't have to tell your story, but I'll tell the story for you. I'll tell your, your story to others because people need to hear it. Because this is the only way that as a human race, as a society, as a collective, we are going to grow. People that have the cojones, the balls to face the world and not give a damn about what they think about telling their story. So what people are going to judge you? Yeah, I've been judged. I don't, whatever, who cares? It's your story to tell and you're going to inspire at least one person. I promise you, you will inspire at least one person, but do not let your voice be silent. And that's the story of why I'm so confident and I stay motivated because I want better. I deserve better. My son deserves better. He saw a lot of hurt and pain as well. And um, I am 180 degrees a different person. Uh, My entire life flipped around and it's because you deserve so freaking much. You are here to experience happiness and peace and joy in all the good things that life has to offer. Stop thinking that the shoe is going to drop that, oh, what's going to happen next? When is it going to happen? Oh my God, things, things can't be this good. Yes, things can be this good. Life gets to be good. You can have a happy life. You can live your passion out. You just need to decide. <laughs> you just need to be who you want to be. But... That's my message for today, and I thank you so much, and I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'm sorry 
if it was a lot again, but I have this platform and I need to use it wisely. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for going through this experience with me. And I love you guys so much. See you next Thursday.